From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. August 23, 2015. Welcome to WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. Two Australian Pico balloons head east. Pico balloon PS48, launched from VK3 on Saturday, August 8, has been heard over South America, albeit with a suspected fault. And another, PS49, put up last Saturday, is tracking behind her. Both carry amateur radio payloads, transmitting HF data that includes altitude, position and temperature, and powered from a solar-powered 25-milliwatt transmitter. Launched by Andy VK3YT, one recently floated 110,800 kilometres, going around the Southern Hemisphere twice. Its third circumnavigation bid ended in inclement weather over the Indian Ocean. Meantime, PS48 left Melbourne, headed to Queensland, leaving the mainland at the Gold Coast, then it turned southerly over New Zealand's North Island to drift out over the Pacific. After days of silence, William PY2GN reported hearing it from Brazil. Andy VK3YT thinks that balloon's payload may have a damaged antenna, although there is a small chance of it making the flight to Australia where the balloon may be heard again. Its sister balloon, PS49, has taken the path of Melbourne to Sydney, then across to the South Pacific Ocean to be tracked by John, AK4AT in Virginia, and Warwick, E50W on North Cook Islands. Still in flight, this time in VK6, where it seems a team at Perth radio station, Hit 92.9, have got themselves a drone. Industry publication radioinfo.com.au says the Hit 92.9 Pleasure Drone will be up in the air around Perth running a competition. Each winner then goes into the draw to win $10,000, which will be delivered by the Hit 92.9 Pleasure Drone herself. The drone is up, up and away as we speak. WIA Anzac 100 commemoration in the news. The August offensive at Gallipoli 1915 was commemorated by the West Australian Amateur Radio News Team as VK100 Anzac over six days from different significant locations and scored some media publicity along the way. The Mount Hawthorne Progress Association eagerly supported the event that included the Anzac Cottage, built in February of 1916 by the community as a home for a wounded soldier and his family and a memorial for those who lost their lives in that war. Among the other locations were Black Boy Hill that was a training camp for World War I. There, news photographers and reporters showed up, resulting in two newspaper stories. Glenn VK6FVGD told the journalists that the VK100 Anzac event commemorated all Anzac battles. The August offensive, held in August of 1915, was the last major attempt made by the Allied forces at Gallipoli to break the stalemate that had persisted since the landings on April 25. Mr. What uses an F call himself, Ono VK6FLAB was interviewed then by ABC Southwest Radio, giving details of the event activities and amateur radio publicity. VK100 Anzac was also at the Mandurah War Memorial and Kings Park with a team of 15 volunteers. Ono VK6FLAB said visitors to the station were put behind a microphone, the log showing that VK100 Anzac made contacts throughout Australia, Europe, Middle East, Asia and the USA. 
Casey Station at the Australian Antarctic Territory is due on air as VI0 ANZAC in the WIA ANZAC 100 commemoration program, this on August 29 and 30. That's next weekend. Doug VK0DMV is anxious to use this call sign with a 50-watt SSB transceiver on 80, 40, 20 and the 15-metre bands. Times and frequencies are on wia.org.au. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it's relayed on 3605 kHz and 147 MHz at 7.30pm Mondays. I'm Bruce, VK4EHT. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. Beacons on the VHF, UHF and microwave bands are invaluable assets to the amateur radio community. They serve as reliable local signal sources and propagation indicators for stations further afield. The development of weak signal digital transmission modes that necessitate high frequency stability in transceivers has motivated many amateurs to install GPS locking of their rigs, leveraging the high frequency accuracy and stability of the GPS satellite technology. GPS locked beacons better serve their function as a propagation indicator because you know exactly what frequency it will be on, but they also provide local amateurs with a highly accurate frequency reference. Up to mid-2014, very few VHF, UHF and microwave beacons were GPS locked. Now, thanks to the special grants program jointly run between the WIA and Alan Devlin VK3XPD over 2014-15, there are now an additional 23 beacons on the VHF, UHF and microwave bands across Australia that are locked to the GPS satellite network, ensuring frequency stability and accuracy to within a few hertz. Beacons on the 2 metre, 70 centimetre, 23 centimetre, 13 centimetre, 9 centimetre and 3 centimetre grip bands across VK3, VK4, VK5, VK6 and VK7 are now GPS locked following this project. You have to say that the project has been an outstanding success that benefits the Australian amateur radio community. Keep a lookout for the coming announcement of expressions of interest for the next WIA Special Grants for 2015-16. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. Thanks Roger. Now still with the WIA, the Wireless Institute of Australia's annual general meeting in May 2016 on Norfolk Island continues to attract a lot of interest and more bookings have been received. The AGM not only takes advantage of the good transport and accommodation package obtained by the WIA, but also has tourist holiday activities on offer. The WIA has talked with the travel agent and has now implemented a plan for any additional bookings. All those who wish to attend the WIA AGM should not miss out. For partners, a half-day tour is available whilst the WIA is holding its AGM and open forum. The program has a dinner with a guest speaker. The Anzac 100 program call signs will be in action, creating worldwide attention. Summits on the air activity at rare peaks and a lot more. To make your booking deposit for the WIA 26th AGM, May 27, 28 and 29 on Norfolk Island, VK9, visit for the full details and application form on wia.org.au.
from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. What use is an F-call? Recently, I received an email from an amateur who has had their licence for over 30 years and been in the electronics field for more than 40 He shared with me an experience that goes to the heart of why it pays to share, even if this particular experience left his mates with sore bellies from laughing so hard. Without going into too much technical background, the devil is in the detail. Our amateur was working on a project which required a particular part. He was a little short, so after a quick check of the specs, substituted for a part with similar performance. The parts was duly soldered onto the board, bit of a mammoth task, 1.5mm separation, 21 components in a double row next to each other. A little later, more parts were needed. At this time, our friend discovered that there was a difference between the two parts. One was an NPN Darlington transistor, the other a PNP Darlington transistor. If you don't know what that means, think of it as two identical devices that work in reverse. Not the same, but similar to installing a diode back to front. So the next task was to remove all those diligently soldered parts, without destroying them, since they were needed elsewhere. The moral of this story is, act in haste, regret at leisure. In this case, a quick read of the specs was the cause of the incorrect substitution, which resulted in extra soldering, belly aches for his mates and embarrassment for our friend. How does this affect you? Well, it doesn't. But, next time you're building a project, you might think twice about quickly substituting parts and protecting your friends from hurting themselves when they laugh too hard. The German language has a wonderful word for this, Schadenfreude. Pleasure derived from the misfortune of others. You know you shouldn't laugh, but you can't help yourself. No matter how experienced, how senior, or how junior, we all make mistakes. Share them with your mates so they can learn and tell the story a couple of times so you can learn. Tip for young players... A BC-517 is an NPN Darlington transistor, and a BC-516 is a PNP one. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo, 6 Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. Right across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide Southern Suburbs, it can be heard on VK5 RAD 2 metre repeater at 0900 hours local. I'm Steph, VK5HSX, on behalf of the South Coast Amateur Radio Club. International News, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. The recently constituted SARL Antenna Defence Fund Initiative Subcommittee met last week with the Deputy Chairman of the South African Local Government Association at the Council Chambers of the West Rand District Municipality. The committee made a presentation on various important aspects of amateur radio, and in particular on how radio amateurs support disaster and community communication. The SARL delegation also highlighted the problems radio amateurs experience in erecting antenna structures in residential zoned areas. At the meeting, they said they understood the restrictions created for radio amateurs by the zoning regulations and said that it would raise the issue with the Minister of Cooperative Governance at their next meeting. It was also said it would be proposed to the Minister that the issue be placed on the agenda of their next meeting and that the SARL be invited to make a presentation in this regard. A £6 billion project to replace radios used by the 999 Emergency Services in the UK with a system that uses the 4G mobile phone network 
has been condemned as reckless and short-sighted amid fears it could put lives at risk. The Home Office is planning to overhaul communications for emergency teams within two years, but police chiefs and industry experts say that the project is being rushed through to save money. The Mail on Sunday revealed that civil servants are insisting that police forces start moving across to the new system by next year, even before there is full coverage across the country, despite warnings by chief constables. The public will be left struggling to call 999 in a disaster, as they'll be using the same 4G networks as emergency services, who will take priority. Police insiders are concerned that the new system may not work on the London Underground, as was required after 7-7. Plans for new amateur radio station for ISS Columbus module. Another radio gear update is underway, this to develop a new high-power amateur radio station for the ISS Columbus module. The current radio is a low-power unit that sometimes results in weak signals during ISS-to-earth educational contacts. A new radio system will improve communication capability for students scheduled to participate in ARIS educational contacts and related activities. The new system would also allow greater interoperability between the Columbus module and the Russian service module. ARIS said that integration of the equipment into the ISS infrastructure and the necessary testing and certification require hours of engineering resources that it cannot afford. So the call has gone out for financial contributions from we earthbound humanoids. Individuals may donate to ARIS online via the AMSAT website. Individuals contributing $100 or more will receive the new ARIS challenge coin. Full duplex. Bristol Boffins demo TX and RX on the same frequency at the same time. This remarkable achievement has been demonstrated by the UK's University of Bristol in a new YouTube video. The system being used is running 900 MHz and 1800 MHz with exactly the same equipment. There are a number of companies working on this technology called Full Duplex Radio, a technology traditionally viewed as being extremely difficult to implement, if not impossible. However, what has now seemingly been made possible are improvements in processing which allow the noise of the transmitted signal to be subtracted from the received signal. One of the first patents on full duplex was filed by UK-based electronics defence and telecoms company Plessy in 1980 for a combat radio repeater using the tech. This was called GroundSat and was used by the British Army. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW, with Moritz to the Amateur Radio Newsline. For the past five years, Danish radio amateur Thomas Anderson, OZ1AA, stroke K9DXX, has focused on a cycle that has nothing to do with sunspots. The cycle that carries him in this case is the two-wheeler he's been riding around the globe. His travels have mostly found him headed northbound along Route 1 on the east coast of the U.S. Anderson spent most of his overnights with American hams, but oddly enough, his travel gear has not included a radio, because, he says, he wished to avoid carrying too much weight. He since changed his mind, as he notes on his QRZ.com page. Anderson writes, I've come to the conclusion that I'd like to add a small HF rig to my setup. Having a radio in my bag simply seems worth it. Having cycled through India, Turkey, Syria, and Australia, and now making his way through North America, he's ready to head home to Denmark for a spell. 
for this world traveler, having a ham radio license has probably served him far better than having a deal with a travel agent. Become a ham, he says, and you'll have friends all over the world. Says Anderson, I can't honestly think of any other hobby where you can show up in any town in any part of the world and be welcome like I have. And finally this week, for British amateur radio operator Adrian Lane, a recent QSO with the International Space Station was not just a watershed moment, but a, a garden shed moment as well. That's the backyard building where the former truck driver was sitting when the voice of an American astronaut some 200 miles overhead responded after Lane gave his call, 2E0SDR. The QSO ended less than a minute later, but not before the astronaut assured Lane that, yes, it was indeed very dark out there in space, just as he thought. Working the space station is a thrill well known to students around the world who formally apply for scheduled contacts with astronauts. The program is known as Amateur Radio on the International Space Station. But because these communications occur within a very narrow window of opportunity and timing is everything, unscheduled contacts such as lanes are less common. The last way he would describe the experience is Garden Variety. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4 FUQ, Dateline 2015. Alara contest, Saturday 29th August, 0400 hours UGC to 13.59 hours UGC. Sunday 30th August, 0400 hours UGC to 13.59 hours UGC. Oceana Diggers Contest Voice, first full weekend in October. Oceana Diggers Contest CW, second full weekend in October. 2016, Harry Angel 80 meter sprint WIA. Provisional date Saturday, 7th of May. 10 10 International Summer Contest, August 6 and 7. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. No doubt about it, Region 1 certainly looks after their youth. This year, IIU Region 1 will start a new youth contesting program, YCP. Youth members from IIU Region 1 member societies are invited to select youth members to take part in a contest from so-called Top Gun stations. These young people will learn how to operate the contest station, improve their contest skills and aim for the best results together as a team. Participants will probably be coming for the first time to the host country and will get the chance to experience the country and share amateur radio knowledge with local youngsters. Special event stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and Netabice. Volker, DR1ZB will be active until the 29th of September as SV5 stroke DR1ZB from COS, Dr. Kinesia. IOTA reference EU001. He will operate SSB, RITI, SSTV and PSK63 on 20 to 6 metres. QSL via DR1ZB, Bureau preferred. Another DX station to look for, but be warned, QSL virus home call sign ON7WP direct only. C5WP is active from the Gambia to the 1st of September. Operating from the village of Bantu, with a focus on the WAC bands, then the coastal area, where he will focus on the low bands. QSL virus ON7WP home call sign, direct only. Jim W2JHP will operate as V31TA from Denefi Atoll in Belize, Central America, from August the 23rd to the 4th of September. This island counts as NA123 for the Islands on the Air Award. Awards Portable stations ready for Victoria National Parks. With 12 weeks to go, attention is being focused on the 5th Annual Keith Rocher Memorial National Parks Award Activity Weekend. A list of activations are now on the Amateur Radio Victoria website awards section. All inquiries to Tony VK3VTH. Meantime, husband and wife duo Julie BK3FOWL and Joe BK3YSP now have a Grand Slam plaque in their name, having reached 45 national parks. 
The pair were at the inaugural Grand Slam presentations made to Peter VK3PF and Peter VK3ZPF at the Portable Operation Masterclass in July last year. The Grand Slam plaque is not an impossible target, but as Joe says, it just takes a little time, and you need a lot of help along the way. For the first time, the weekend involves a free participation certificate. To qualify, operate within a VK3 national park and make five contacts. So far, 18 national parks are listed involving 10 activators in the activity period on November 13-16. to 16. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Quick look at the media scene and broadcast monitoring, shortwave listener and scanner news. When will the FM radio signal in the United Kingdom be switched off? The UK Minister of State for Culture, Ed Vasey, has told the Today program that whatever the government's decision on the switch from FM to digital radio, it will not negatively affect listeners. When asked whether this parliament would switch off the FM signal, Mr Vasey did not rule it out. What I'm going to commit to is to get the signal as good as FM and as cheap as radios, the Conservative MP told the program. We will not do anything that impacts on radio listeners, Mr Vasey said. I do know how much people care. However, he said the BBC may want to make their own decision about the future of FM. RSGB letter in PC Pro magazine. RSGB President John Golf 3 Whiskey Kilo Lima highlights amateur radio satellites, Fun Cube and the RSGB Youth Program in a letter which appears on page 30 of the October issue of PC Pro magazine. That's a bit early, isn't it? The letter was a follow-up to an article in the August issue of PC Pro magazine by John Honeyball, Golf 1 Lima Mike Sierra. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In southeast Queensland, it can be heard on VK4 WIG on frequency 146.700 MHz at 9am every Sunday. I'm Bryn, VK4GF. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's worldwide special interest group news, starting at ATV. Last week we heard from the DATV World QSO Party convener, Peter, VK3BFG. Well, this week Peter has been making his final preparations for the fifth annual party that starts on Friday night Australian Eastern Standard Time. Based on the Melbourne Geelong repeater, VK3RTV, that has a number of television exponents, it also includes USA and England inputs. Anyone may join via a local television repeater or by Skype. For the first time, there'll be live streaming via high-quality YouTube as well as the British Amateur TV Club streamer. The event starts this Friday night with repeaters VK2RFM and VK2RTV in Sydney, Brisbane's VK4RMG, Port Piri, VK5RDC and VK3RBO in Bendigo. The QSO party will have many video presentations and questions about the event need to be in quick by contacting Peter, VK3BFG. To Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW and Mike's Morse Mania display. Do you really appreciate really well-preserved radio equipment? 
Well, here's a chance to view 60-plus exquisitely restored Morse keys and other heritage radio gear, which is just part of the collection of Mike VK4 MIKs. The next Mike Morse Mania display will be happening at the Cardwell Telegraph Museum, the Bush Telegraph, in conjunction with the Cardwell Gathering on Saturday the 3rd of October from 9am to midday. Mike hopes that you can make the journey and see the collection and at the same time take in the other communication wonders on display at the Bush Telegraph. Now here for Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Females in Radio, it's across to Leslie, VK5 LOL, the Alara Contest Manager. Just letting you know that our YL contest is coming up at the end of this month. Saturday the 29th of August, 0400 UTC to 1359 UTC and Sunday the 30th of August, 0400 UTC to 1359 UTC. Two 10-hour slots. You can gain an extra 40 points during the contest by having four contacts with either Jenny VK5FJAY or myself VK5LOL. 10 points per contact. Echolink contacts will also be accepted. Details of the contest are on our website www.alara.org.au in our latest Alara magazine or in the latest AR magazine. Looking forward to hearing many YLs and OMs on the last weekend in August, 73s and 33s, Leslie, BK5LOL. Thank you, Leslie. To Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Aris International Delegates, its Board of Officers and International Team Members have been meeting at Big Site, Tokyo, Japan, for a critical discussion on ARIS strategy, teamwork, hardware, and operations. Delegates of voting members representing the five ISS member regions, United States, Russia, Japan, Canada, and Europe. The trouble with space junk. The BBC's Horizon program reveals the scale of the problem of space junk. In 2014, the International Space Station had to move three times to avoid lethal chunks of space debris, and CubeSats get a mention too. Watch The Trouble with Space Junk at the link in this week's text edition. And small satellites, possible future WRC agenda item. The CEPT, CPGBDA8, meeting in Catania, Sicily, back in July, discussed a number of issues relating to WRC15. Among them, a paper submitted by the Netherlands, Small Satellites, Further Aspects for the Development of a Future Agenda Item. Considering that most bands currently used for satellite telemetry and command, such as the 2200 to 2290 MHz SRS, SOS, ESS allocation, are heavily crowded, the growth in numbers of small satellites launched offers new challenges, which were not faced before. Therefore, the proposal for AI-10 is to invite ITUR in the forthcoming study period to identify additional allocations to the Space Operations Service within the 137 to 960 megahertz range. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. Registrations in the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend were higher this year from the majority seafaring nations of Australia, England and Germany, adding to growth from Bulgaria, Canada, Cuba, France, Portugal and Scotland. The ILLW had 506 registrations from 32 countries. The magic 500th registration was from 
WA2OCG at Elkey Point Lighthouse, which marks the southern entrance to Seattle's Elliott Bay in Washington, USA. An outstanding result came from Cuba that had 13 registrations and may be due to the normalization of its relationship with the USA. A lot of good fun was had with some participants having heightened public interest in the history of old navigation structures and amateur radio. Finally from me this week, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Medical. In Mississippi, USA, a George County Hospital director wants to tap into the amateur radio world in order to assist in emergency communications. The director said he knows the importance of ham radio communications as he has worked as a safety professional in several states and experienced most everything that Mother Nature can dish out. His experience includes devastation from snowstorms, floods, hail, earthquakes, fires, mudslides, ice storms and tornadoes. He also weathered hurricanes Katrina and Ivan. That's all I have. I'm Brian, VK3GR. This is VK1WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Alrighty, a quick look at the social scene, then we're out of here. September 12 in VK4, it's Sunfest at Wombai. Also in VK4, September 25-27, it's the CHARC AGM weekend at Camp Fairburn, that's near Emerald. October 2 to 5, VK4's Cardwell Gathering, the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 25 in VK4, Gold Coast Hamfest at Broadbeach. In VK3, the same date, October 25, is Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention at the Greyhound Track. November, VK3, QRP by the Bay. Details from VK3YE. This is held the second Saturday of November. So now until next we meet, I am Graham, vk 4 B. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.